You are listening to audio from Haddington Elam Church. We hope you are encouraged by this today. For more information about our weekly services or messy church, you can find us at haddingtonelamchurch.com. My ministry this morning is centered around the cross. Over the 40 days of Lent and over the last uh, Easter weekend, we've focused our hearts and our minds upon the cross of Calvary and what it means and what it does for us and how, how the cross of Calvary just still comes into our lives and blesses us. And I'd like you to, if you turn your devices or a Bible, whatever you've got, to Revelations chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. And the Apostle John writes, To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. And the, the, the message Bible says, glory and strength to Christ who loves us, who blood washed our sins from our, from our lives, who made us kings and kingdom priests for his Father forever. Isn't that amazing? And this morning, I'd just like to speak on three ministries, three ministries of the cross. Here in these verses from John's Revelation, we see those three tremendous, three of, there are many, many more, but we see three tremendous ministries of the cross. A trilogy, if you like, of, of blessing and power and purpose flowing from Calvary's cross to enhance our lives today. The, the hymnist says, Near the cross, O Lamb of God, bring its scenes before me. Help me walk from day to day with its shadow o'er me. And the Apostle Paul, here he is, he's in, incarcerated on a barren island in the middle of the Aegean Sea, and the Bible says he's there as a prisoner for the sake of the gospel. He's a prisoner of the enemies of Christ. Yet, yet, on that, even in that isolated, lonely prison, and I've, I've been to Crete and I've seen the island of Patmos, uh, and there's nothing there. All it is is rock and shrubbery, absolutely nothing there. And even in that isolated, lonely prison experience, Christ comes and reveals himself. I'm glad Christ does that. And even, even with what happened to, to us this, this, just recently, we have felt the, 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 the blessing and the buoyancy of Christ coming and ministering into our hearts and into our lives. And, and John makes this amazing statement. He says... I was in the spirit, hallelujah, on the Lord's day. I was in the spirit. You see, John was physically imprisoned, but there are some things that can never be imprisoned. Just Satan can never imprison a soul that's been set free. Satan can never imprison a spirit that's in touch with the living God. Satan can never... 
never imprisoned that spirit. And on that tremendous day in John's experience, perhaps he was Perhaps he was thinking of, 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 of the time that he walked with Christ and the ministries that he and Peter gave to, to, and, and the healings that happened. Perhaps he was thinking of the time when he and, he and Peter were, were freed from prison by, by the hand of an angel. We don't know what he was thinking. But what we do know, what we do know is this. Despite the surroundings, despite the, the shackles, despite the circumstances, here was a man whose heart was free. Hallelujah. Whose heart was free. So the Bible says that he was instructed by the Holy Spirit and so taking out his quill, John began writing down the things that Jesus was revealing to him. So let's this morning, look at this trilogy of blessing in these few sentences. John writes, to him who loves us. Hallelujah. So the first blessing of the cross is this, is simply this, Christ loves us. And then again he writes, and has freed us from our sin by shedding his blood for us. You see, the second blessing of the cross there is that Jesus has loosed us. And uh, finally, and thirdly, he writes, he has made us his kingdom and his priests to serve before God his Father. Not only has he loved us, not only has he, and, and, and I, I, I want to bring that word loved into the present tense because he still loves us, hallelujah. Not only does he love us, not only has he loosed us, but hallelujah, Christ has also lifted us. Praise his lovely name. So let's look at them in a little more detail. Firstly, to him who has loved us. Christ loves us. There was a time in our experience, perhaps, that when whilst in the prison of our sins, that that one day, despite what we felt about ourselves, despite what others might have thought about us, despite of whatever circumstances we were in, how we felt, we came to the realization, uh, realization that there was someone who loved us. That person was prepared to overlook our faults. He was prepared to look, overlook our failings, to overlook our sins, and saturate us with his love. And that person was Jesus. If anyone had the right to condemn us, Jesus did. If anyone had the right to apportion blame, Jesus did. But he did neither of those things. Instead, he chose to love us. What a savior we have. What a savior we have. John had written earlier uh, in, in his epistle uh, in the same vein, and he says this, this is real love. It is not that we love God. Oh, 
This just blesses me. This just makes me want to leap with joy. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. That phrase there means, says it all. It's not that we love God. It says it all. We haven't been asked to get washed and then come to Christ. Not at all. We, he loved us before he washed us. But God, I love the butts of the Bible. If ever you want to do a study, do the butts of the Bible. It's amazing. But God, who is rich in mercy, and he loved us so very much that even while we were dead, because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Christ loves us despite who we are. You remember in that tremendous parable of the prodigal son, Jesus said the prodigal son was wending his, his weary way home. There he was, stinking, even, even his flesh was stinking from the, from, the, from the pigs that he'd been feeding. There he was in his swineherd's clothes, still high with the stench of pigs. There he was, a sorry, dejected figure of a man. Totally unrecognizable from the young man who had set out with a spring in his step, with a, money, with a pocket full of money. A totally different man from that. Here was a broken man. Here was a broken man. I doubt if anybody would have gone within even 10 feet of him. But the father, the Bible says the father spotted him from a distance. He was looking out for him and he recognized him and he ran to him. I love that. He ran to him. The father, the father, when he, when he approached him and, 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 and when he came near him, he, he didn't stop in his track and say, whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't say, give this man a bath first and then bring him to me. He didn't say that. The Bible says this. In the state he was, his father flung his arms around him and hugged him and kissed him. Hallelujah. The hymnist, one of the hymnists, he, I think he epitomizes this when he, he writes these, these words. He saw me, that's Christ, saw me plunged in deep distress and he flew to my relief. Hallelujah. For me, he bore the rugged cross and carried all my grief. Friends, our first experience of knowing Christ was to know his love. Was to know his love. Like John of old, we lift our eyes to heaven and worship, singing to him who has loved us and washed us from sin. To him be the glory forever. We've already said he's worthy of it all. Not only does Christ love us, but Christ has loosed us and has washed us or freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Washed can be rightly translated as freed. 
And the synonym or, or, or the, the same uh, word for freed can be interpreted as loosed, as loosed. When Jesus called Lazarus out from the tomb, he came, the Bible says, bound in grave clothes. He, he, can you imagine it? Like, like some kind of mummy he came. And Jesus said these words, loose him, <laughs> loose him and let him go. The Greek word for, for washed is, is the word, or, or freed, is the word lou. I'm no Greek scholar, so I might not be pronouncing that perfectly. I don't know. Which means, what it means is to, to cleanse fully. Wow. Cleanse fully. And the connotation is that every trace Every single trace of filth is removed and that person who God washes is purified. And this morning, uh, as, as bad as I am and, and, and as many times as I sin and I've blown it perhaps today and I, I'll probably blow it again tomorrow, but hallelujah, I can stand before a holy God washed and purified because I washed in the blood of the Lamb. Praise his lovely name. The psalmist puts this loosing experience, and I believe it's in Psalm 124, like this. Our soul, <laughs> not just our body, but our soul. Our soul has escaped like a bird from the hunter's trap. The trap is broken, and we are free. We are free. The hymn writer Fanny Crosby, although physically blind, she was spiritually, spiritually liberated when she wrote, redeemed and so happy in Jesus. No language my rapture can sell. I know that the light of his presence with me does continually dwell. And she goes on to say in the, in, in, in the, in the refrain, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. When a person accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior, they are freed, liberated by the shedding of his blood. But our Savior, and we've sung it in, in one of the songs here this morning, our Savior paid that price for us. He became poor. Isn't that amazing? He became poor so that we might become rich. He became a curse that we might become free. He became sin. He became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He died that we might live this morning. Hallelujah. The first blessing of the cross is this. Christ loves us. The second blessing of the cross is this. Christ loosed us. And thirdly, let's look at the fact that Christ has only, not only loved us and loves us but, and loosed us, but thirdly, Christ has lifted us. Christ has lifted us. He made us his kingdom and his priests who serve God before his Father. This is not a past tense. This is not something we are looking for. It's not something that we're going to 
receive when we get to heaven. It's, we're going to receive a lot of things, but that's not one of them. But it's something that we are. <laughs> I'm a king. I'm a priest this morning. This is an earthly reality. We are priests now, and we are kings now. Isn't that amazing? So, <laughs> we, might be, we might be passing someone in the street, someone who doesn't know Christ, and your status is much, much higher than theirs because you're a king and a priest. How often do we sing that line from Jack Hayford's chorus, kingdom authority flows from his throne unto his own. Friends, we need to start not only singing it, but we need to start believing it. Kingdom authority. The risen Jesus, our risen Jesus, he is both our king and our priest. And in that high priestly prayer in John 17, he says this, this is Jesus. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe me because of their testimony. My prayer for all of them is that they will be one, just as you and I are one, Father, that just as you are in me and I am in you, so they will be in us. Wow. And the world will believe you sent me. This next bit just, just oh. Every time I read it, I, I just get a tingle, I just get a thrill. I have given them the glory. That's you and I this morning. <laughs> I have given them the glory that you gave me, says Jesus, that they may be one as we are, I in them and you in me, all perfected into one. He's given us his glory this morning. You're a king, you're a priest. Hallelujah. He's given you his glory. And by giving us his glory, Christ has bestowed on us his royalty and his priesthood. The, 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 another hymn writer says, ours the scepter, ours the crown. The apostle Paul puts it like this. I have been crucified with Christ. Hmm? It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now lived in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Ha <laughs> ha. You might be seeing Arwen this morning, because I am, and, and this is who I am. But hallelujah. He's bestowed on me his kingdom, authority. He's bestowed, bestowed on me his priesthood. Hallelujah. And I don't live as the apostle Paul said. It's no longer I that's living, but Christ is living. And you too. Oh yes, the love of Jesus is a love that lifts. Christ's love has stooped to where we are and has lifted us to where he is. Hallelujah. And made us kings and priests. There was a, a well-known preacher in, in the apostolic church where, where I was a pastor for a, a good many years and his name was Pastor Ian McPherson and they used to call him the Prince of Preachers because he, he, he just used to 
be spellbound with his preaching. And in one of his books, he writes this about our text. It is more than a mere outburst of impassioned thankfulness. It is a transcript of Christian experience. Ha ha. Is that your experience this morning? Have you experienced his love? Have you experienced how being loosed by him, have you experienced being lifted, lifted by him as well? To him, to him, hallelujah, be all glory and praise. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. John writes, he loves me. Hmm? It's not a transient love. It's not a love that's here today and gone tomorrow. But it's an everlasting love. Hmm? An everlasting love. He loves you just as much today as the day that you gave your life to him. He loosed me. The blood that cleanses me from day to day. You know it. It will never, 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 never lose its power. He lifted me. No longer a slave to sin, as we sing. I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Writing to the church at Galatia, the Apostle Paul writes these powerful words, and it's one of my favorite verses in the whole of the Bible. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And this morning we can stand here saying thank you Lord for what you've done for me on the cross. Just three just three benefits, three, a trilogy of three blessings. But there are many, many more, thousands more. How helpless and hopeless we sins, sinners had been if he never had loved us till washed from our sin. Unto him who has loved us and washed us from sin. Unto him be the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next week for another inspirational message. If you're in the East Lothian area, visit us online at haddingtonelamchurch.com for information about how you can join us for our weekly Sunday services.